Today, you are going to be hearing from JC Voorhees. I interviewed JC and I'm actually going to break this into two different podcasts for you guys because it is an hour long interview and I really want you to be able to consume the entire interview because it is so important. We are diving into burnout. And I know as nurses working in healthcare, we are experiencing burnout. And so JC really offers a lot of value here. Uh, She is coming from the healthcare space herself. Uh, She is a music therapist, which is really cool. And she's been an entrepreneur herself for 12 years. We dive into what the burnout cycle is and where it actually comes from. What are some of the signs that burnout is around the corner? Or maybe you know you're experiencing burnout and you don't know what to do about it. We're really going to dive in and give you some, some tangible solutions to first acknowledge that's what you're experiencing, and then how to fix it. Um, We are going to be talking about some of the reasons we end up burning out that we may not consider, and how we can recenter once we feel the burnout coming on, or that we're already burnt out, how we can kind of bring ourselves back and not really fall into that vicious cycle of burnout. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. This is the first part of the interview that you're going to be hearing today, and then I will release the second part of the interview later on this week. So I hope you enjoy. Let me know your thoughts. Pop over in the Facebook group. I will actually be dropping this Zoom interview that we did. It will be an unedited Zoom that I will put over there um, that I will release prior to this audio actually coming out. So if you haven't joined us over there, you can kind of get a sneak peek on some of the episodes that are coming up and actually really be able to put a face with the voice, which is a part that I like to sometimes do is just to see who is behind the microphone. So I hope you enjoy today's interview and I hope to see you over in the Facebook group. Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. (laughs) Yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, Registered Nurse, Health, Wellness, and Passive Income Advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. Welcome back to the show, my friends. I have a exciting guest on today. Her name is JC Voorhees, and she is a passionate and growth-minded entrepreneur who is going to be talking to you about burnout. And I know as nurses and healthcare professionals, this is something we are all just too familiar with. So I'm excited to have JC on. Uh, JC is a entrepreneur and has been for the past 12 years. She is a homeschooling mama of four. Uh, She's the owner of two successful businesses, and like I said, she 
uh, has the experience with burnout. She knows what it's like. And um, so she's going to be sharing a lot about that with us today. And she also has a group coaching program um, that we're going to be diving into a little bit at the end of the show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. So JC, if you will, I'm going to hand it over to you. If you will, just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, let's just dive into the topic of burnout today. I'm super excited. Yeah, sounds good. So I am a board certified music therapist and that's been my profession for the last 13 years. Um, And I own a music therapy practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. We focus on serving kids with special needs, uh, autism, Down syndrome, speech delays, stuff like that, and also mental health populations. So we work with a lot of uh, individuals with depression and anxiety uh, including some psychosis and uh, just a lot of different kinds of needs. Uh, and my my background, I guess I'm going to mention a little bit before that as well, <laughs> because we're talking about burnout today. So as far as um, my personality, like kind of who I have always been, I am kind of an overdrive kind of person. I grew up just, I don't know, I did all the things. I did clogging and uh, soccer and ballroom. And I was on a singing and dancing team and piano. I had two piano teachers at one point because I wanted to learn the classical (laughs) and the improvisation. Um, I did violin and I don't know, just so many things. And in high school, it kept going. I did student government and I was the yearbook editor and the president of the Spanish club. Oh, and I recorded two CDs in my high school year. Like I've just (laughs) always been ridiculously on overdrive and (laughs) which has continued with me into adulthood um, where, you know, I'm, I'm homeschooling my four kids now. They're young, they're age three, five, seven, and nine and love that. um, But while also running my business and starting new ones. And so, um, so I I have an intimate connection with burnout because (laughs) living that kind of a life, it's obviously going to be part of it. And um, while I love, absolutely love everything I do, there's not really anything I do that I'm like, Oh, I have to do this thing. All I have to like tell myself no a lot mm-hmm. because there's so many things that I want to do. And I just have to realize there's a time and a season for that. Um, anyway, so just to give you a little bit of background on how I operate, yes. I feel like nobody gets me. Because <laughs> like, how are you doing that too? I don't get it. Why don't you just like stay home and read a book, which I do love to read too. <laughs> yeah, I love that you say I have an intimate connection with burnout. So you've um, <laughs> you've experienced it in a lot of realms of your life throughout your entire life is what it sounds like. <laughs> just kind of, I think the overachiever, just that, that mindset kind of can get you not in trouble. I mean, it's, it's definitely beneficial in some ways, but in some ways, um, I think when you start adding like real life stuff, like, so being a mom, you know, your, your career, all of the things you're adding into it is really what the layers of it that, that really, I think kind of push you over the edge, because I know for me, I worked in the ER, like that was my jam. Like I came straight out of nursing school, landed in the ER and I ended up falling in love with it. And it wasn't until I had kids that I realized like, I can't balance this, like my chaos at home and this chaos at work, like I am like dying over here, you know? So I had to, I mean, obviously my kids are my priority. 
I had to change career, like just go into a different realm of nursing because I just could not balance the two. So I think um, that's interesting to just kind of hear your perspective on it and how it's been, you know, just kind of like who you are and ingrained in who you are, um, that you are driven and you're motivated and all the things. And while that's good and positive, and there's a lot of amazing things that come out of that, like you created your business and it's sustainable and you've been able to keep your kids home and homeschool them, like all of that's amazing. But then we also have to find that balance. And so I love that we're going to be diving into how we can just take practical steps every day to really achieve that and kind of break that burnout cycle. Yeah, I've definitely had to learn that. I didn't, I didn't peg anything as stress or burnout until Mm -hmm. really the last couple of years. And so I've had a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and you've experienced it. It's been your journey. So I love that part about your business too, is that you have experienced it, you've walked through it. And then, so you're able to like help these other women and say, Hey, I can help you. Like, let me lend, excuse me, let me lend you a hand and say, Hey, this, it doesn't have to be this way. There's a better way, right? You can experience the joy and the fulfillment without the burnout. Definitely. All right, JC. So we are going to dive into what is the burnout cycle. Like, can you explain this to us and like, where in the world does it come from? So can you kind of give us your perspective on the burnout cycle and like where it even comes from? Yeah. So the way I have experienced it myself and in a lot of the women that I've talked to, it's kind of like, you're just working along. Things are just fine. And then something happens where things start to pile on a little bit more than normal. Maybe people are asking more of you than you can do. And at first it seems fine. Um, or if it's not other people asking, it's just in my case, it's, it's me having more ideas and having more things that I want to do. Um, and it feels within reach. And so you start to do more, whether for yourself or for other people, and it leads to this feeling of overwhelm. Like this is a little bit more than I can do. And then the thing that leads to burnout is this attempt to try to outrun it. Mm-hmm. I can just get through it. I can do the thing. I can fulfill this request. I can get to this next goal. And in that trying to outrun it, that's where we crash. Mm-hmm. I imagine I have this image in my mind that appeared a while ago where um, I was running like on the highway, like no one else was there. Um, or actually it started, I forget this part. It started with me driving and the car runs out of gas. Like, and so I get out of the car and I start running thinking I have to get to the next town that's so so I can rest. I can't rest until I get to this place. Mm -hmm. And it happens to be snowing and it's cold and I'm running and I keep falling down, but I'm like, no, I have to get there because that's the only place I can rest. And so I get up and keep going and going and in this picture in my mind, eventually you, I just collapse mm-hmm. and, and just on the side of the road thinking, okay, I, there's no way I can ever get there. Um, everything is like, everything that I wanted is gone. Uh, and that's, that's the crash of burnout. The beautiful part of, of this imagery that had come to my mind was that as I'm laying there thinking, sorry, um, thinking there's no way out, people come from Mm -hmm. behind and they're saying, Hey, we've been trying to catch up, Mm -hmm. been behind you the whole time. And they pick me up and start to carry me Mm -hmm. to this place. And it made me realize that 
one of the biggest things with burnout is I am not connecting to the people that are trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. There's people already there that are willing to carry this with me that, that are trying to, to come and, and to be part of my journey. And so, so this, yeah, the cycle of burnout is a very lonely cycle because we think we have to do it alone. Um, we think we have to try to outrun it and that the destination is somewhere else as opposed to right under our feet and we end up crashing. Um, but hopefully when we crash, if we get to that point, that's where we realize I'm actually not alone. Like there's mm-hmm. people with me. Uh, for the most part though, I feel like we kind of, we crash. And then in my case, over the last few years, I started to notice, notice this pattern. I would lay in bed for days, like mm-hmm. two or three days, usually when I had a big crash and I just had to veg out for a few days. And then I would get up and do it all over again. I had, I had this like four month cycle where I would start again and work and be fine and then start to do too much, but not realize it. And then I'd run out of gas and then I'd get out of the car and keep going, try to outrun it, try to get there. And then I'd crash again. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that was, that's been my experience with the cycle. Yeah. I I think that that imagery is just so beautiful because it actually, it gives you just that visual of this is what's going on. Like a lot of the times, like you said, you kind of get caught up in it and it's like, you don't know the signs to look for or that you're there. You're just like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm drowning. I don't know what to do. You're, you're trying to tread water. You're, you know, you're trying to outrun this thing. And then you, instead of slowing down and taking a deep breath and saying, okay, let me figure out why am I feeling like this? Why am I experiencing this again? Why am I unable to get past this? And so really having that visual of, like you said, you were in your car and then running through the snow and then just you just collapsing and then having people surround you. And so that's almost like an imagery of God coming in and saying, okay, you need to surround yourself with people. And this is where you need to be. Stop trying to do it all by yourself. Stop over overworking, burning yourself out. Stop. That's not where you experience the true fulfillment in life. Because if you don't enjoy the journey, you're not going to appreciate the destination. Like you're not going to feel like you're fulfilled when you get there. You're not going, that's why I think, you know, a lot of successful people, they get to the top and, uh, you know, you'll hear it's lonely at the top. Well, it's because they've hustled and they've exhausted themselves to the extent where they maybe have even isolated themselves to reach this goal. And yes, they have achieved it, but they have nobody there to share it with them. And so it's like this experience of like, you're lonely, you're by yourself and you didn't embrace the journey. And so when you get there, it's like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like now what? Like now, like I've, I've, I've done the thing, I've achieved it. I've built the business. I've made the money I've you know, I reached this quote unquote worldly success, but I still feel this way. I still feel unfulfilled. I still feel burnout. I still feel like, I don't have a purpose. I still have all of these emotions. So like really, I think recognizing where you are and also giving yourself some grace where you are too, because I think a lot of times if, you know, you're an overachiever, you're, you're motivated to do these things when you don't necessarily reach your goal or you don't, you're not successful by your terms, then you kind of beat yourself up. And so I think just slowing down, realizing, acknowledging where you are, being intentional about preventing it once you realize where you are and then just giving yourself some grace along the way because 
it really is all about the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a funny thing that I realized with myself too, is even when I do reach a goal, I would kind of beat myself up, not meaning to, and not even realizing it's happening. But you know, there was one year where I I set a goal, a revenue goal. Like I want to make this much in a Mm -hmm. month. Um, and it took a year and a half to get there. Like I had to do a lot of legwork to make that happen. And the month it did, I felt like this surge of like, I did it. And then the voice in my head was like, yeah, but it's never going to happen again. And this is, I mean, don't even celebrate because what's the point and kind of a yeah. feeling. And I was like, how am I ever, ever going to be satisfied? And you know, yeah. the answer was with this perspective, I won't. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. of course leads to burnout. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but then you start to hustle again to reach the next goal, right? <laughs> Maybe the next goal I'll feel it. And the next <laughs> one, but you know, the truth that I've, I've kind of come face to face with is if I don't feel it now, it's not going to be there. Like no, it has not. to be right now that yeah. I'm, I'm looking for the joy. The joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you share with us for someone listening that may feel like, oh my gosh, I'm resonating. I'm working in a job where I am miserable. I you know, I feel burnout. I don't know how to get out of this situation. Um, what are some of the signs that burnout is near or around the corner or that you may be on that peak of kind of tipping over the iceberg of this, maybe this burnout cycle? Yeah. So um, I look at signs in behavior, mm-hmm. emotions, physical symptoms, and cognitive symptoms. So um, as far as cognitive symptoms, you might just, you have that voice in your head, like constantly talking. Um, it's this feeling of overwhelm. Um, you feel like you just can't do it all. And, and your mind is like revolting against everything. Mm-hmm. Um, revolting the right word. Re- <laughs> revolting is like gross. <laughs> it's rebelling. Rebelling. <laughs> um, you might start to think, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be able to do it. Stuff like that. Um, physical symptoms. I I feel like most of us, maybe this is just me. I did not connect my physical symptoms, stress, but Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of headaches or gut issues, Mm -hmm. um, fatigue, like Mm -hmm. unable to get out of bed kind of thing. Um, I actually ended up with some super uncomfortable gut issues a few years ago. Uh, in one case I ended up in the ER on July 4th and missed out on all the festivities, Mm. such severe pain. But even at that time I was like, for sure, that's not stress related. I just ate something weird, you know? Yeah. Um, So much of the physical, you don't connect to the actual stress, but stress is one of the hardest things on your body. And I know my listeners as nurses, we understand the, the physiological part of it. Like it's, I mean, it's really, it's really bad on your body. And so I think this is your body's, when you look at your body and the way it functions, this is your body telling you, slow down. Like you are doing too much. You need to, like, these are literally symptoms that your body like these are warning signals, <laughs> like your body's going, okay, this is too much. I can't handle this. This is too much. When are you going to stop? And so sometimes, I mean, people even get to the point where you have to stop, like your body physically shuts down and you have to stop. And so obviously you would want to avoid that at all cost and recognize any symptoms prior to that. But I mean, that is such a thing that disease manifests, all the things stress-related really manifest in the, in 
the physical. Yeah, it's just hard to admit it. Mm-hmm. Even, especially when the physical is the only thing communicating that. Mm-hmm. And I think in my mind, no, I don't feel stressed and I can't feel stress anywhere else, but mm-hmm. it's just coming through the body. So yeah. So that can be a tricky one to really pinpoint, but mm-hmm. it's a good signal. I've started to recognize, I, I feel a lot in my gut. And now I'm at the point where um, I'll, I'll work maybe a little too much and then I'll go on a walk and I notice my gut feels weird. Like I feel my emotions there. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I'm doing too much. And so I'll kind of pull back. And so I'm able to like notice early on now, mm-hmm. my body is a really, really good communicator. Mm-hmm. Well, in your gut and your brain, like they say your gut is your second brain. Like they are constantly in communication. So what's going on up here is affecting your gut too. So that's really interesting that you share that and you're aware of it now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the other signs of behavioral ones, uh, mm-hmm. I think most people relate to this. You just get kind of moody. Thank like, you. <laughs> yeah, I get so much like I'm, I'm more moody with my kids. Like just yeah. irritated little sounds. I mean, I've always had an issue with sounds, but when I'm burned out or stressed, like it's even more. So I'm like, everybody be quiet. Like mm-hmm. or I'll, I even have like noise cancellation headphones that I put on. So I'm like, I can't handle the noise. Um, also make a lot of, uh, poor food choices, mm-hmm. um, decreasing in exercise, not as much time with loved ones, not as much time with spiritual practices. You might mm-hmm. feel more distant from God. And it's just, you kind of want to be alone. A lot of people mm-hmm. say that the emotional symptoms, it, there's kind of a, a spectrum here. Some people feel more numb, mm-hmm. um, and they just kind of tune everything out. Other people feel a heightened emotion, more emotional than usual. I personally, Personally, I've, I've had both. Um, more often, I feel more emotional than usual. Like I could cry at the drop of a hat mm-hmm. when I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, more anxiety, panic attacks, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that would probably be the one that most, especially women would more relate to is that anxiety, <clears throat> that panic attack feeling, the the anxiousness, the, those kinds of symptoms are, I think more, won't say closely related, but more um, acknowledged, I guess, as, as signs of stress and things that you're overwhelmed about, or you're, you know, you're experiencing these symptoms, which are more closely related, I think, for women. And I know a lot of women struggle with that. And I think as nurses, we can sometimes more, especially in our practice, like when we're taking care of patients, we kind of get um, jaded in a sense when we have patients that come in with these symptoms because we're like, oh, you know, whatever, it's anxiety. It's not, we almost just kind of pawn it off as it not being a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you've ever experienced it, you know that it is a real thing. I have a close friend that has experienced it all of her life. And um, while I think that there are, like there is a, you have got to, you may not ever get over it, but at some point you have to own it. And at some point you have to take control over it and letting it quit control you. So really, realizing and getting to know yourself. Like you say, I just started to realize like my gut and my brain and you know, um, that's like a signal for me. And so it's like, you're learning as you go, you're learning yourself, you're learning what symptoms to look for and you're being intentional. And it really takes that intentionality behind figuring out why you're feeling this way. And so when you do that and you start to ground yourself and you just really just dig in deep spiritually 
you dig in deep mentally, you start to work on yourself, you move your body, you do all of these things that are, that are good for you. I think that in that is when you start to become more aware of not just your surroundings, but like yourself personally, what's causing the the issues, what's causing the burnout. And then from there, then you can really start to take control of it. Yeah. 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 Another symptom I, I didn't really mention, but having to do with my headspace, mm-hmm. um, I feel like some people talk about brain fog or for me, it feels like my brain starts to buzz. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so much activity there. Mm-hmm. And, um, now like <laughs> there's times that I'll notice that now. And I just go lay down or go sit down for even like five minutes. And I'll do this too. Like when I work, I'll do shifts at a behavioral hospital and it's just on a hundred percent. Like you do this intensive therapy group and then you go to chart and then you do the next one or three in a row and then you go to chart and it just, it can be a lot. And I know Mm -hmm. nurses understand that, Mm -hmm. that it's just constant. And so there's times before I chart that I'll just sit, like sit straight up in my chair, put my hands on my knees and just feel what's happening in my body. Like usually my head and I'll notice like, where's all the energy And my head has a ton of energy. There's just so much happening there. And so I'll just like, I'll notice it and feel it and know that if I jump into charting right away and then move on to the next thing that it's going to, it's not going to turn out well. Like if I do that every day, it's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just, I feel like giving my body that attention. It's like, Hey, thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that you see me and that you care yes, about and me. You, yeah, you meditate on that, like just take yeah. a few deep breaths and just sit with yourself and process what you're feeling instead of just hustling on to the next thing. You're saying, okay, like this is almost like an internal download. Like this is your computer. Like you need to download your stuff <laughs> before you yeah. start putting it in your chart, right? So it's like, okay, let me just get myself together do a download, and then I can focus on the next task. Yeah. So. Especially in this line of work. I mean, you see mm-hmm. some hard stuff, Yeah, really hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, when we just kind of push it aside, it never gets pushed aside. It gets pushed inside. Mm-hmm. And if it stays there, it's eventually got to come out somehow. And that's the, where the physical symptoms or the irritability mm-hmm. or the lack of motivation and stuff like that comes from is when things have been pushed in there and don't get a chance to get some attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's an important piece to point out to for healthcare professionals is that we do experience a lot of outside just stress from or just, and it can be emotional stress. Like, I mean, I know in the ER, you know, a lot of times we, I mean, we had everything from trauma, which is a high stress situation to dealing with children that, you know, maybe have been abused, which is, I mean, that's hard. Um, Whether you're working in hospice and you're working with patients that are dying and you're helping their families, that's a lot of emotional stuff. So really you have to process those feelings and those emotions. And we all know that if it gets pushed down, it's eventually going to come out in some way, shape or form. It's going to affect us negatively. So it's really important, I think, especially for us healthcare professionals to be able to process through that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E 
underscore bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.